Volume Two, Part Two, Chapter Seven, of the Ingenious Gentleman Don Quixote of La Mancha, by Miguel de Cervantes Saavedra, translated by John Ormsby, eighteen twenty nine to eighteen ninety five. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Volume Two, Part Two, Chapter Seven, of what passed between Don Quixote and his squire together with other very notable incidents the instant the housekeeper saw sancho panza shut himself in with her master she guessed what they were about and suspecting that the result of the consultation would be a resolve to undertake a third sally she seized her mantle and in deep anxiety and distress ran to find the bachelor samson carrasco as she thought that being a well-spoken man and a new friend of her master's he might be able to persuade him to give up any such crazy notion she found him pacing the patio of his house and perspiring and flurried she fell at his feet the moment she saw him carrasco seeing how distressed and overcome she was said to her what is this mistress housekeeper what has happened to you one would think you heartbroken nothing senor samson said she only that my master is breaking out plainly breaking out whereabouts is he breaking out senora asked samson has any part of his body burst he is only breaking out at the door of his madness she replied i mean dear senor bachelor that he is going to break out again and this will be the third time to hunt all over the world for what he calls ventures though i can't make out why he gives them that name the first time he was brought back to us slung across the back of an ass and belabored all over and the second time he came in an ox-cart shut up in a cage in which he persuaded himself he was enchanted and the poor creature was in such a state that the mother that bore him would not have known him lean yellow with his eyes sunk deep in the cells of his skull so that to bring him round again ever so little cost me more than six hundred eggs as god knows and all the world in my hens too that won't let me tell a lie that i can well believe replied the bachelor for they are so good and so fat and so well bred that they would not say one thing for another though they were to burst for it in short then mistress housekeeper that is all and there is nothing the matter except what it is feared don quixote may do no senor said she well then returned the bachelor don't be uneasy but go home in peace get me ready something hot for breakfast and while you are on the way say the prayer of santa apollonia that is if you know it for i will come presently and you will see miracles woe is me cried the housekeeper is it the prayer of santa apollonia you would have me say that would do if it was the toothache my master had but it is in the brains what he has got i know what i am saying mistress housekeeper go and don't set yourself to argue with me for you know i am a bachelor of salamanca and one can't be more of a bachelor than that replied carrasco and with this the housekeeper retired and the bachelor went to look for the curate and arranged with him what will be told in its proper place while don quixote and sancho were shut up together they had a discussion which the history records with great precision and scrupulous exactness sancho said to his master senor i have educed my wife to let me go with your worship wherever you choose to take me induced you should say sancho said don quixote not educed once or twice as well as i remember replied sancho i have begged of your worship not to mend my words if so be as you understand what i mean by them and if you don't understand them to say sancho or devil i don't understand thee and if i don't make my meaning plain then you may correct me for i am so fossil 
i don't understand thee sancho said don quixote at once for i know not what i am so fossil means so fossil means i am so much that way replied sancho i understand thee still less now said don quixote well if you can't understand me said sancho i don't know how to put it i know no more god help me ah now i have hit it said don quixote thou wouldst say thou art so docile tractable and gentle that thou wilt take what i say to thee and submit to what i teach thee i would bet said sancho that from the very first you understood me and knew what i meant but you wanted to put me out that you might hear me make another couple of dozen blunders maybe so replied don quixote but to come to the point what does teresa say teresa says replied sancho that i should make sure with your worship and let papers speak and beards be still for he who binds does not wrangle since one take is better than two i'll give these and i say a woman's advice is no great thing and he who won't take it is a fool and so say i said don quixote continue sancho my friend go on you talk pearls to-day the fact is continued sancho that as your worship knows better than i do we are all of us liable to death and to-day we are and to-morrow we are not and the lamb goes as soon as the sheep and nobody can promise himself more hours of life in this world then god may be pleased to give him for death is death and when it comes to knock at our life's door it is always urgent and neither prayers nor struggles nor sceptres nor mitres can keep it back as common talk and report say and as they tell us from the pulpits every day all that is very true said don quixote but i cannot make out what thou art driving at what i am driving at said sancho is that your worship settle some fixed wages for me to be paid monthly while i am in your service and that the same be paid me out of your estate for i don't care to stand on rewards which either come late or ill or never at all god help me with my own in short i would like to know what i am to get be it much or little for the hen will lay on one egg and many littles make a much and so long as one gains something there is nothing lost to be sure if it should happen what i neither believe nor expect that your worship were to give me that island you have promised me i am not so ungrateful nor so grasping but that i would be willing to have the revenue of such island valued and stopped out of my wages in due promotion sancho my friend replied don quixote sometimes proportion may be as good as promotion i see said sancho i'll bet i ought to have said proportion and not promotion but it is no matter as your worship has understood me and so well understood returned don quixote that i have seen into the depths of thy thoughts and know the mark thou art shooting at with the countless shafts of thy proverbs look here sancho i would readily fix thy wages if i had ever found any instance in the histories of the knights errant to show or indicate by the slightest hint what their squires used to get monthly or yearly but i have read all or the best part of their histories and i cannot remember reading of any knight-errant having assigned fixed wages to his squire i only know that they all served on reward and that when they least expected it if good luck attended their masters they found themselves recompensed with an island or something equivalent to it or at the least they were left with a title and lordship if with these hopes and additional inducements you sancho please to return to my service well and good but to suppose that i am going to disturb or unhinge the ancient usage of knight-errantry is all nonsense and so my sancho get you back to your house and explain my intentions to your teresa and if she likes and you like to be on reward with me bene quidem if not we remain friends 
for if the pigeon-house does not lack food it will not lack pigeons and bear in mind my son that a good hope is better than a bad holding and a good grievance better than a bad compensation i speak in this way sancho to show you that i can shower down proverbs just as well as yourself and in short i mean to say and i do say that if you don't like to come on reward with me and run the same chance that i run god be with you and make a saint of you for i shall find plenty of squires more obedient and painstaking and not so thick-headed or talkative as you are when sancho heard his master's firm resolute language a cloud came over the sky with him and the wings of his heart drooped for he had made sure that his master would not go without him for all the wealth of the world and as he stood there dumbfoundered and moody samson carrasco came in with the housekeeper and niece who were anxious to hear by what arguments he was about to dissuade their master from going to seek adventures the arch-wag samson came forward and embracing him as he had done before said with a loud voice o flower of knight-errantry o shining light of arms o honour and mirror of the spanish nation may god almighty in his infinite power grant that any person or persons who would impede or hinder thy third sally may find no way out of the labyrinth of their schemes nor ever accomplish what they most desire and then turning to the housekeeper he said mistress housekeeper may just as well give over saying the prayer of santa apollonia for i know it is the positive determination of the spheres that senor don quixote shall proceed to put into execution his new and lofty designs and i should lay a heavy burden on my conscience did i not urge and persuade this knight not to keep the might of his strong arm and the virtue of his valiant spirit any longer curbed and checked for by his inactivity he is defrauding the world of the redress of wrongs of the protection of orphans of the honour of virgins of the aid of widows and of the support of wives and other matters of this kind appertaining belonging proper and peculiar to the order of knight-errantry on then my lord don quixote beautiful and brave let your worship and highness set out to-day rather than to-morrow and if anything be needed for the execution of your purpose here am i ready in person and purse to supply the want and were it requisite to attend your magnificence's squire i should esteem it the happiest good fortune at this don quixote turning to sancho said did i not tell thee sancho there would be squires enough and to spare for me see now who offers to become one no less than the illustrious bachelor samson carrasco the perpetual joy and delight of the courts of the salamancan schools sound in body discreet patient under heat or cold hunger or thirst with all the qualifications requisite to make a knight-errant squire but heaven forbid that to gratify my own inclination i should shake or shatter this pillar of letters and vessel of the sciences and cut down this towering palm of the fair and liberal arts let this new samson remain in his own country and bringing honour to it bring honour at the same time on the grey heads of his venerable parents for i will be content with any squire that comes to hand as sancho does not deign to accompany me i do deign said sancho deeply moved and with tears in his eyes it shall not be said of me master mine he continued the bread eaten and the company dispersed nay i come of no ungrateful stock for all the world knows but particularly my own town who the ponces from whom i am descended were and what is more i know and have learned by many good words and deeds your worship's desire to show me favour 
and if i have been bargaining more or less about my wages it was only to please my wife who when she sets herself to press a point no hammer drives the hoops of a cask as she drives one to do what she wants but after all a man must be a man and a woman a woman and as i am a man anyhow which i can't deny i will be one in my own house too let who will take it amiss and so there's nothing more to do but for your worship to make your will with its codicil in such a way that it can't be provoked and let us set out at once to save senor samson's soul from suffering as he says his conscience obliges him to persuade your worship to sally out upon the world a third time so i offer again to serve your worship faithfully and loyally as well and better than all the squires that served knights-errant in times past or present the bachelor was filled with amazement when he heard sancho's phraseology and style of talk for though he had read the first part of his master's history he never thought that he could be so droll as he was there described but now hearing him talk of a will and codicil that could not be provoked instead of will and codicil that could not be revoked he believed all he had read of him and set him down as one of the greatest simpletons of modern times and he said to himself that two such lunatics as master and man the world had never seen in fine don quixote and sancho embraced one another and made friends and by the advice and with the approval of the great carrasco who was now their oracle it was arranged that their departure should take place three days thence by which time they could have all that was requisite for the journey ready and procure a closed helmet which don quixote said he must by all means take samson offered him one as he knew a friend of his who had it would not refuse it to him though it was more dingy with rust and mildew than bright and clean like burnished steel the curses which both housekeeper and niece poured out on the bachelor were past counting they tore their hair they clawed their faces and in the style of the hired mourners that were once in fashion they raised a lamentation over the departure of their master and uncle as if it had been his death samson's intention in persuading him to sally forth once more was to do what the history relates farther on all by the advice of the curate and barber with whom he had previously discussed the subject finally then during those three days don quixote and sancho provided themselves with what they considered necessary and sancho having pacified his wife and don quixote his niece and housekeeper at nightfall unseen by any one except the bachelor who thought fit to accompany them half a league out of the village they set out for el toboso don quixote on his good rocinante and sancho on his old dapple his alforjas furnished with certain matters in the way of victuals, and his purse with money that don quixote gave him to meet emergencies samson embraced him and entreated him to let him hear of his good or evil fortunes so that he might rejoice over the former or condole with him over the latter as the laws of friendship required don quixote promised him he would do so and samson returned to the village and the other two took the road for the great city of el toboso end of volume two part two chapter seven recording by expatriate in bangor maine